Welcome back. I'm recording on schedule finally, and that feels really good to not be taking like weeks in between every episode. So, yay! Welcome back. Um, this episode is kind of going to be going off some of our previous episodes, um, namely the Let's Get Real. We're going to kind of move on from that one, cover a few more points, but it's mostly going to be about moving away from making decisions that are fear-based or, I guess, living your life in a fear-based way and kind of finding your own voice. Excuse me. So when we feel anxiety, embarrassment, or shame, those things can come from a fear, from fear or like a fear of what could happen. And this can cause us to make decisions that end up creating those kind of emotional responses all over again, you know, the anxiety, the embarrassment, the shame. And in a way, this makes a cycle of action that's fear-based because we keep trying to dig ourselves out of that, but often that keeps riling us up and actually exacerbating those feelings. And therefore, that's the cycle. We just keep acting out of those emotions, therefore recreating them and kind of digging ourselves in a hole. And so... I kind of wanted to talk about some ways we can stop acting from a place of fear and I wanted to also throw some tips out there on how we can start acting from a place of personal truth and positivity because I think we all agree that anxiety, embarrassment, or shame all make us feel pretty shitty, pretty negative and more disconnected from ourselves. even though once we kind of start that cycle it's really hard to break. Um, it kind of can become a habit and after a couple bad experiences, those responses can kind of just be our fallback responses to certain situations. And I want to help people break out of that because like I said, it doesn't feel good and it feels good to be in control of your responses and of your decisions. So... The first thing I want to talk about, which I think is super important, is having a creative expression or a creative outlet. So we all need a creative outlet um, and a way to express ourselves creatively. And I don't really think there's peop- like anybody in the world who's not creative. I think we all have that potential. And creativity is a broad term. I don't think that means that you have to be a painter or... A singer, I think that can mean that (laughs) you maybe love working on cars or you enjoy sewing or even gardening, pretty much anything. Running can be a creative outlet for you. I mean, the list goes on and on. So finding that creative outlet is key. And it's key because when we are in our letting ourselves be creative. We're letting those choices be dictated by our inner voice, by what inspires us and really resonates with us. And that's like our core being our personal truth right there. And this is a great exercise to help strengthen listening to your inner voice and putting it out there in the physical, tangible world, acting on it. And making a creative practice of space for you to be creative and making time for that really helps you create a relationship with your intuition and then like i said putting it into action because that's the key um if we don't we can maybe we hear that voice but if we're not acting on it it can't really go anywhere the feeling is important but without the action it loses its power and so 
following your creative instinct is a safe, fun, fulfilling way to kind of start exercising that muscle and make it stronger. Another thing, there's no, don't worry about being a beginner. Don't worry about your art or your creative outlet not being good. That's not the point. The point is for you to feel fulfilled and to start creating that relationship between your intuition and action and tying those together so that you feel like you're making choices that reflect your inner truth more often than not. This is an exercise that will help you get stronger in that way. And your intuition is kind of, we've talked about clean energy and dirty energy before, and your intuition is what kind of dictates how you make those choices that create those feelings. So you get your creative practice going, you're starting to listen to your intuition, you start creating things that feel fulfilling and right to you, or doing things. I don't think you necessarily have to be creating new things. And then you're kind of put in situations throughout your day, your week, whatever, your life, where you can make a decision that brings you clean energy or a decision that brings you dirty energy. And let's just define those again, um, since that episode we talked about it is a little ways back. So clean energy is when you do something that feels right, you feel light, keyword, you feel super light, you feel free and happy and open. You basically feel secure while also not feeling tied down or weighed down. Dirty energy is when you make a decision or an action or whatever that makes you feel heavy, at times anxious, kind of trapped in old patterns, um, basically negative, heavy emotions. Maybe some, it may be some form of regret. And these decisions don't have to be life-altering. It doesn't have to be like, should I move across the country? It could literally be like you were getting pressured to do something that you know you didn't want to do, and instead of sticking to your guns, maybe you gave in. You know, that could cover a lot of things. So by giving in, you created a feeling of dirty energy within yourself, and no one wants to feel that. So the whole point of the creative outlet is to start building that strength to really tap into your what you truly want and being able to stand by that so that you can make choices that bring you clean energy more often than not, that make you feel your true self more often than not. So in the process of learning to do this with your creative practice, with following clean and dirty energy, you're going to fuck up, <laughs> just being honest. You're going to probably in the beginning make decisions that you've been making in the past you're going to repeat past patterns and those might bring you dirty energy and I don't want that to discourage you because if you're not failing you're not learning you just have to keep at it and keep reaffirming in yourself where you want to go how you want to feel and why what you did didn't make you feel great inside so failure in this sense, in this conversation right now, to me, I'm using it to describe following things that make you feel dirty energy, making decisions that you feel are inhibiting your growth or taking you in a direction that you are tired of going in or you don't want to go in. So that's what failure means in this conversation. Um, basically, you're not succeeding at your own personal goals, which is fine because we're all humans. And you're, like I said, if you're not failing, you're not learning. And 
the key is compassion for yourself. You just have to realize, hey, that's not where I want to be going. That's not where I want my internal and emotional world to be going. What can I do next time to avoid feeling like that? It's kind of about taking personal responsibility for how you want to feel and where you want to go. Because you're the only one that's going to be able to do that for yourself. No one else can fill in that hole. Um, so yes, failing. <laughs> scary, but a very real part of change. Also another scary part of change is kind of putting yourself out there. That means that you're sharing your ideas, your creative project, you're sharing your truth with others. This isn't so that you can get validation from other people. This is so that you can reinforce to yourself where you're going, who you want to be, and what your personal truth is. In a way, you're validating it in the real world by being brave enough to put it out there. Without, like I said, this isn't for a response from someone else. This is for you to simply reinforce to yourself, this is who I am and this is where I'm at in my life because this is giving me clean energy And so I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it into action. Because remember, that link between intuition and action is key. Key to being able to change and move forward. So we've said a lot about change, um, which I think is something most people struggle with at some level. I personally always struggle with change from the minute to the very large. So I have empathy for you out there. And I think the first step in change is giving yourself the permission that you can change whenever the hell you want. You can do whatever you need to do to be the truest you. Don't worry about being in a steady state. Like, don't worry about being consistent for others. That's an illusion I think we put on ourselves that people expect us to be in this state of consistency all the time. Because... That's just unrealistic. And it's going to hold you back. Especially when you absolutely feel the need to change. Usually there's going to be situations around you that you feel like you're going to be disrupting by doing that. And that's okay. But give yourself the permission and the compassion to do what you need to do and understand that everything will fall into place how it's supposed to. Because no one's benefiting when you hold yourself back from being the best person you can be. Which is being, as I said before, true to yourself. And hearing your voice, your inner voice, and listening to it. So, don't let fear of people's judgment and lack of under the possible lack of understanding hold you back from doing something that you know you need to do. It's time to let go of other people's opinions. You have to let go of your own inner critic. And let go of the outcome. If you get too attached to the outcome, then that's when you can start feeling that anxiety, that fear, because you can't control that, essentially. And if you're acting from a place of personal truth and authenticity, the outcome's going to be fine because the outcome is being you to the best degree that you can. That's it. It's not about affecting other people's lives or something else outside of you it's literally just about you and so you got to let go of the outcome and that inner critic that negative voice inside that keeps you going to the same patterned behavior that maybe is making you feel that dirty energy so 
when those emotions come up that we kind of touched on in the beginning, humiliation, shame, fear, that's a signal that you need some time for introspection. That's a time to check in with yourself and really think about what could be causing me to feel this way. What is bringing up this trigger for me that's making me respond in a fear-based manner? And again, fear covers, in this conversation, it's going to cover, like I said, humiliation, shame, anxiety. And so when we start to feel that way, or we've done something that creates those feelings in us, I usually think that we need to ask ourselves a couple questions. The first one being, what could you have done differently in that situation to make you feel differently? Would changing the situation have helped you be more true to yourself? If so, how? So when I fuck up and I make a decision that I know isn't aligning with where I want to be going or who I truly feel like I am, I sit back and I play that scenario over my head when I've kind of calmed down and um, I think about the ways in which I could have done something differently to make myself feel clean energy versus dirty energy. Let's go back to that example of being pressured into doing something you don't want to do because I think that's super common and we all have that friend out there who maybe they're overtly pressuring us or maybe they're kind of pressuring us in a more manipulative way. Either way, it doesn't make you feel clean energy and it makes you feel like someone is overstepping your boundaries. So let's say you give in, you go to the event, you say, it's not going to be that bad, whatever, like I can get through it. Maybe it isn't that bad, but the whole time you're feeling like that anxiety, you're not feeling light, you're not feeling happy, you're kind of just feeling on edge and heavy, dirty energy. When that's done and you've finally gotten out of the situation, I recommend sitting with yourself and thinking, what could I have done to turn that situation around? Or what could I have done to stop myself from feeling that that energy? Because this isn't, like I said, about the other person. This isn't about what can I do to make that person not not do that anymore? What can I do to make that person not make me feel so bad? That's not it. It's about how can I make myself feel better and avoid situations that make me feel like that. And so in a situation like that, I would say if you feel in your heart of hearts, your personal truth is that you want to say no. You're listening to Casual Adulting, the podcast helping you navigate the murky waters of your mid-20s. We'll be right back after this short break. Maybe stalk our Insta while you wait. Kiss, kiss. You just need to start practicing in your head, saying no, playing that scenario out. And if the other person doesn't like it, that's just tough. You have to do what's best for you, especially when it comes to do you want to feel shitty or do you want to feel free and good and happy with where you are emotionally? So there's no need to feel shame or humiliation or fear if you're acting in a way that's authentic to who you really are, that's coming from your truest self. It's that link between your inner voice and action. There's no need to feel those emotions. And it's a great way to avoid feeling dirty energy and heavy emotions like humiliation, shame, or fear. 
in relation to like the letting go thing we talked about the whole deal is about accepting yourself for where you are in the moment all accepting all the emotions you might be feeling and accepting the choices you made that might have led to those feelings this isn't like a moral thing i'm not saying that because an energy feels clean or because an energy feels dirty that means it's morally right or morally wrong that's not it at all what i'm saying is when something feels right to you follow that and everyone's own moral compass will also kind of dictate that on its own but it's not about acting on universal truths it's not like obviously lying and stealing and killing people is bad. Those are universal truths that I think most people hold. This is more on an individual level, small scale, intuition based. And so, yes, maybe you did something that hurt someone else. Maybe it was coming from a place of personal truth. Usually I find that people are coming from a place of personal truth. There isn't that type of regret or that angst over what they've done. Usually that comes from acting in a way that we don't feel resonates with who we are on a deep level. And so normally I don't think you have to sit with yourself for long periods of time and really think through emotions when you're acting from your true source, your true self. But let's, if you have done that, if you've kind of acted out of a place that doesn't feel authentic to who you are, Accepting, like I said, accepting yourself for where you are in the moment and accepting the emotion and response you feel to a certain situation is the first step in being able to move past it and work through it and avoid it next time. Excuse me. So, shame, embarrassment, and fear are our teachers. And... Well, let's talk about the differences first, and then we can kind of talk about why they're teachers. So the differences between shame, embarrassment, and fear. Shame is when you're made to feel bad about who you are. Um, Like, just you as a person are wrong. Embarrassment is usually the response to feeling self-conscious, nervous, or awkward about a situation or a decision or an act. Fear, I would relate to anxiety or stress over a situation a person, an act, I think it has to do more with things that are going to happen in the future versus something happening right now. I think fear comes from all of the perceived things that could go wrong, but haven't even happened yet. Okay, so shame, embarrassment, fear. There are teachers because they illuminate when we're acting in a way that's not true to who we are. They're illuminating parts of us that are we're not coming from, we're coming from without authenticity. And that's amazing. It's like if someone was going through the script of our lives and highlighting the parts that we needed to look at, that we wanted to work on, that we didn't feel true to who we were, who we are. And so that's why I'm saying when those emotions come up, we the best response is to sit with yourself and go through the situation and really think, why do I feel this way? Why does this not feel like me? And what can I do to make this feel in line with who I am and where I'm going? These emotions 
can also show where you might not fit in to what others or what you are expecting of yourself. Um, So on a large scale, this could mean you're acting outside of the societal norm. And because of this societal norm, quote unquote, others felt uncomfortable and in turn made you uncomfortable. This could also be you acting outside of what you expect from yourself. The illusions you have kind of put around who you should be and who you should want to be. And so you're breaking through that and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. And sometimes it's going to make you feel shame because someone has helped you create those illusions. Maybe it's mostly from you, but there's pressure you're putting on yourself to be something you're not. And when you're not that thing that you've put value on to be good or better than who you are, you're going to feel shame. But it's an illusion. Just like the societal norm, quote unquote, is an illusion. We've structured it ourselves. It's not a universal truth. And so, again, accept yourself in that moment and the emotions you feel in response to not living up to those illusions, those expectations, and then let it go. Let go of the things that are not aligning with you. When you let those things go, when you let go of this outcome-based goal, when it comes to an emotional landscape, and you just focus on wanting to act from your truest self, shame and fear and embarrassment go away. I mean, obviously, we're still going to do things that embarrass us from time to time, and we're still going to feel a little bit of fear and maybe sometimes shame, but they will go away, I would say, majority of the time and come back rarely. Because when you act from your true authentic self, you stand behind it 100% because there's literally no other way of being. You're being you. There's no other option. And so, of course, you're standing behind it 100%. And I think we feel those emotions, shame, embarrassment, fear, like I said, when we are acting from a place that doesn't feel authentic. And of course, then we feel badly about it because how can we stand behind something 100% when it's not truly us? And that makes us feel badly and it makes us feel badly when we don't act how we perceive ourselves to be or how we want ourselves to be or how others want us to be we have to let that go and I know that's hard but that's why start that creative practice really start listening to that voice and like I said having a creative practice is a fun safe and fulfilling way to do that it really helps reinforce that inner voice in a way where you don't have to put yourself on a stage or make a big act out of it. You can just kind of be following something that excites you and really vibes with you and make something fun. And that's a great way to start getting in touch with your inner voice if you're feeling like there's all these other blocks in the way. Um, Which I would say are usually illusions and expectations that you have of yourself and that you feel others have of you. And we also just fall into patterns of acting a certain way um, based on those expectations. And breaking those patterns can be really hard. So creativity, in my way of thinking, is the key to starting that relationship with your inner voice and being able to bring that to fruition in the world. Being able to, in a way, be yourself in the world without any social masks and without holding on to those expectations and illusions as value judgments. 
Because there's no one way of being that's better than another. The best way of being is just be your true self. And everyone's true self is different. Therefore, there's none better than the other. So just let go of the outcome. <sighs> I feel like I was like hot and heavy on that one. But I was really excited to do this episode. Um, I've been reading a lot of Carlos Castaneda lately. And he super inspired me to do this episode about personal growth and truth. If you haven't read him, I highly recommend it. Um, my favorite book of his is A Separate Reality, but he has a ton. So you can just go on Amazon and look at the multiple books he has. I'll link to some of my favorites in the podcast notes. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, and before I go, I recently started using Activated Charcoal as a mask. And oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Um... I just put it on, I rub it in lightly because it is an exfoliant and you don't want to put, you don't want to exfoliate your face too much. We've been over this, but, um, so you just rub it on lightly and then I let it sit for three to five minutes and I wash it off with some soap because otherwise you're going to leave a black residue on your skin, but it pulls toxins and nasty shit right out of your pores and it leaves it so fucking soft. It's like such a nice mellow exfoliator um and i've been testing it on and off drinking it um especially on nights where i have like a couple more cocktails than i should have i can't really tell a difference yet all i know is that it tends to settle so you have to stir it up a lot and so i think the best way to do it would be put a teaspoon and eight ounces of water and just drink that like all of it right then and then follow it up with another glass of water to really get into your system don't kind of sip it i would say like go for it um but yeah that's my new tip that i'm so in love with and thanks for listening guys i hope the rest of your week is so good bye